0: Hello, here we go, the Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral Podcast. Feeling very good today, feeling inspired. Hope you're doing well. As, I hope you're doing well also. Crazy world right now, but it's important to find some good, stay healthy. You know, I, I don't know if this even matters, but um, I drink alkaline water every day. I've been doing it for like the last two years There's a place down the street, there's a place down the street from where I live. I don't know, just, I believe in the acidity in our body. It causes a lot of health issues, so I I just, I trust that anything we can do to lower the acidity in our body, I am all for. So there's there's your one health tip for the day, for the week. I really believe in drinking alkaline water. So by the way, welcome to the show. My name is Eddie Cohn. I'm the host, the creator of the Spiritual Spiral Podcast. And there's a lot to talk about. I'll probably condense this episode a little bit. I've got a lot on my mind. I want to talk about basketball. I want to talk about Dr. Fauci, how much I can't stand him, and Facebook, and Dr. Emmanuel. Some articles I've been reading, but if you enjoy the show, if you find it interesting, inspiring, please reach out to me on Instagram or Twitter at Eddie Cohn. I mean, I prefer conversation, so I'm very anti what Instagram and Facebook and social media have done to the world. I really believe they are hugely responsible for where we are right now. So I, I guess I begrudgingly suggest that you reach out to me on Instagram or Twitter, or better yet, just head over to my website, I am Eddie Cohn. Sign up for my newsletter You can write a review on iTunes, ideally a five-star review. Share the show with your friends. That stuff stuff is really helpful. I I have felt like we have been duped for the last three, four months about this pandemic. I, I do believe it exists, but the reaction to it, the detailed tabulation of death, The statistics, the modeling, and specifically Dr. Fauci, I I have felt they are ruining the world. And now this obsession over masks. I mean, the Netherlands has had an uptick in cases over the last few weeks, but their government has gone out of their way to say we still, the data isn't there to wear masks. And if you go onto Facebook right now, there's all these people preaching, grandstanding, saying that... You're a murderer. You're selfish if you don't wear a mask. And in fact, the Daily Beast, or I think it was the Daily Beast, wrote an article just a few days ago saying that people who don't wear masks are narcissists and psychopaths. So, you know, that's, that's the world we live in. And, and I went bike riding today like I do every Saturday down to Manhattan Beach. And I, I don't wear a mask when I ride my bike. I don't wear a mask when I'm outside. I, I don't know what you think about me by me saying that. But I trust that I don't have to. Now, of course, if I go to the grocery store, if I went to the movies, I would wear a mask. But I see people out there on the beach, some are wearing masks, some aren't wearing masks. The problem that Facebook has created is this labeling. It's judgment. It's, it's judgment days on Facebook. It's just this blanket statement. If you wear a mask, you're sensitive and you're thoughtful. And if you don't wear a mask, you're selfish, you must be a Republican, you support Trump, you obviously don't think of your fellow human beings. It's, it's, it's just all ludicrous. And to me, this was all started... I know, Leo. I, I, it's so crazy. I say it a lot. I probably bore the hell out of you when I say this. But every time I turn the microphone on, my freaking cat Leo walks in and has to say hi. So there you go. That's Leo. This all started because of Dr. Fauci. And it's, it's almost like social media was the experiment, to see how vulnerable, easily manipulated we all could be. I mean, we all just, we all just take it. We all think this is how life should be. Our life in America has been ruined. At least culturally, at least interpersonally with one another. And it's weird, you know. I I I am very inspired right now. I'm reading a lot, I'm writing a lot. So, you know, on the one hand, I've got a lot to be thankful for. I've been very creative. But the moment I go outside and look around or go to the store or just the energy in the air, it just feels so it feels so toxic. And there's just such a, a cloud of anxiety in the air. I think these forces all came together and took advantage of the situation. You have this virus, which I do think exists, but then... The media, politicians, pharmaceutical companies in a big way, Amazon and Facebook took hold of this thing and just ran with it, and they are all benefiting. And it's so blaringly obvious to me what's going on now. And it all all became obvious, finally, because of this hydroxychloroquine story. I mean, you have this group of 10 doctors, and Dr. Emanuel sort of became the uh, most recognizable face amongst the 10 doctors. And this is sort of what I want to talk about before I get into... um, Well, I'll talk... I meant to start with Dr. Fauci, but anyway, it's just... You know, I speak extemporaneously, so it's flowing towards Dr. Emanuel, So, yeah, the whole story, it it finally dawned on me how much this is really about pharmaceutical companies wanting to scare the hell out of you. They're using the media to scare the hell out of you. Facebook is blocking any comments that question what's going on. So you have Facebook blocking comments or deleting comments. YouTube's doing it. Google's doing it. Then you have the media scaring the hell out of you. And it's really to benefit pharmaceutical companies to make billions of dollars through this thing. Dr. Simone Gold, who's really been very vocal on Twitter, her website was even taken down, but she was one of those 10 doctors that were in Washington trying to talk about hydroxychloroquine and how successful they have been prescribing it. And nobody wants you to know that which is insane to me. And I'm not even saying, I don't know anything. I'm not a doctor. But this idea, the groups of doctors are finding success with the medication. But nobody wants you to hear that. And because you know Donald Trump said, and again, he is one of the worst orators on the face of the planet. The guy has no idea how to communicate. But because he long ago was saying that he saw success Right away, people just lump. Anybody that mentions hydroxychloroquine as just a Trump supporter or a Republican. There, are, there is no sense of dialogue or discussion anymore to think that doctors out there may have something that is working and their voice is being shut, shut down, turned off. Let me play a clip from Dr. Simone Gold. This is really very important right now. And again, you know, I know my show started out as sort of being anti-tech and social media, which it still is. And people are saying, well, why are you talking about COVID-19? Because Facebook, this is all one story. This is all connected. Facebook doesn't want you to hear this. Facebook is controlling the narrative. Millions of people are wasting time on Instagram taking selfies. So all of those people don't give a shit about what's going on because they would rather... Take selfies, and then you have Facebook that's controlling what you listen to or hear. And then also, Facebook promulgates and perpetuates this platform where people can't talk or communicate anymore. They just yell at each other. So, let me play this clip.
1: Thank you so much, Congressman. So, we're here because we feel as though the American people have not heard from all the expertise that's out there. All across our country we do have some experts speaking but there's lots and lots of experts across the country so some of us decided to get together we're america's frontline doctors we're here only to help american patients and the american nation heal we have a lot of information to share americans are riveted and captured by fear at the moment we are not held down by the virus as much as we're being held down by the spider web of fear. That spider web is all around us and it's constricting us and it's draining the lifeblood of the American people, American society, and American economy.
0: I know, Leo. She's, she's 100% right. And I want to, this is insane to me. This is crazy. Leo, you got to settle down, buddy. There are 4.6 million confirmed COVID-19 diagnosis. Now, obviously, the number's higher than that. And it almost feels like everybody has the uh, antibodies or has this disease or this condition to begin with. So, and then 150,000 deaths. And of course, I think that number's been inflated. Do you realize what that percentage of death is? And I I, I tabulated it. It's 0.032. 0.032 of people that have been diagnosed with COVID-19 die. Now the flu, they're saying in a big year was around 0.025, 0.02. So we are not far off. And again, those numbers are probably much higher. In fact, they're gonna keep increasing the the number of people that have this thing. So 0.032, and we have been brainwashed into thinking that we are all going to die. It's so disturbing. It provokes so much anger inside of me to think how stupid people are. It's it's crazy. And not even necessarily stupid, how how fragile, how easily we just believe what is what is going on, what the media just tells us. And what's so disturbing to me, also, <laughs> I'm just, I'm really just, a, I, I'm, I'm in shock. I mean, I, I've been talking about it for almost the last two years. But to see it all play out like this, it's, it's crazy. And so, and again, to, to talk about how much the media is controlling the story. So you have this group of 10 doctors that are all highly regarded. The focus, though, however, is on Stella Emanuel And she was very passionate about her success with hydroxychloroquine. And the only mistake I think she made, quote unquote, is is using the word cure. It's too easy to say that hydroxychloroquine is a cure. But instead of people talking about what these doctors are saying, there are people out there that literally spend their time looking for things on the internet to shame people. So then the story comes out that you know she's also a preacher and in her sermons she she's talks very strangely about sex and serpents and you know she's she's from Africa. And and the reality is is that who knows possibly what some religious beliefs she believes in or what what some strange happenings she may have read about. And the other point that you don't really think about. And I'm not very religious, but there's a lot of allegory in sermons. Here's my point. Instead of focusing on what these 10 doctors are saying, and possibly to get our country out of fear, instead, Anderson Cooper on CNN literally rips her and makes fun of her. And basically says, how can Donald Trump pay any attention to this doctor who is talking? I should really find out just exactly what she said, so I don't sound like a maroon. Or she, she was claiming that some medical issues are caused by sex with demons and witches, which, yeah, it sounds kind of crazy. But instead of focusing on what these other doctors are, are saying, they're focusing on... Witches and demons. And it's obvious to me, the pharmaceutical vaccination companies don't want anybody to be taking this this really inexpensive drug that's been around for 30, 40, 50 years. And in fact, I took it as a kid when I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis, because it's used for lupus and RA and a lot of autoimmune conditions but nobody wants you to know this. I I found myself so irate and angry at Anderson Cooper. I never watch him, but this idea, he's not a reporter. He's not trying to help you. He's trying to scare you. And then anytime there's any useful information out there that could possibly help our country, he's going to ignore it and then spin the story and make fun of Dr. Emanuel. That is the world that we live in right now. And I think to myself, no wonder there's so much paralysis paralysis in our culture. No wonder people are so scared. No wonder people can't communicate because the media, the billion-dollar media companies aren't even interested in giving us useful information. Anderson Cooper would rather shame and make fun of Dr. Emanuel instead of listen to the other information that what Dr. Gold and the other nine doctors are saying that could possibly help you and me. No, he's not even going to talk about that. And of course, he's going to lump Donald Trump in with Dr. Emanuel because Dr. Uh, because Donald Trump was saying that he found what Dr. Emanuel was saying was really interesting. This this whole thing is just a mess. And these statistics it's it's crazy to me. All you know the, the death rate is like 0.03% of people that were diagnosed with COVID-19 and our country has been shut down. Industries ruined. Human, normal human to human behavior ruined. I I just I can't believe it. And it's all being perpetuated by Facebook, the media, big pharmaceutical companies who want to come up with a vaccine, and and all. And ironically, Amazon just you know released their earnings this last week. They're going through the roof. It, it's finally become clear to me what's really going on. So I had a guest on uh, last week. His name's Dwayne Seagraves. He's from Stevenson Ranch Davidians. That podcast should land sometime next week. But he told me to check out a writer named John Rappaport. And and I don't know too much about John Rappaport at all. I know he's in his early 80s. He's he's a writer, a journalist, blogger. I have no idea if he's conservative. I have no idea if he's insane. But he just released an article a couple days ago. And boy, what a great writer! And I, I had to read some of this to you because it really depicts what's what's happened to our country. In 1928, Edward Bernays, the wretched father of modern propaganda, wrote, "The conscious and intelligent manipulation of the organized habits and opinions of the masses." is an important element in democratic society. Those who manipulate this unseen mechanism of society constitute an invisible government, which is the true ruling power of our country. We are governed. Our minds are molded. Our tastes formed. Our ideas suggested largely by men we have never heard of. It is obvious that the global virus fakery called COVID depends on the individual conceived as a social construct. He is now a carrier, infector, transmitter, vector of disease. I mean, the... Those are really important words here because that's what the media is doing all the time. They keep referring to anybody that has COVID-19 as an infector, carrier, transmitter. Transmitter is if, if you get anywhere near this person, you are going to die. And it's worked. It's amazing how much the media has made you think if you come anywhere near somebody that has this COVID-19, you're going to die. I'll keep reading. Even more important in this personality makeover, he is now a socially conscious member of the community of share and care and collective goo. Once we we convince you that you're an altruist down to your toes, we can manipulate you six ways from Sunday. That's the synthetic part. You take a direct ideal, humans helping other humans, and you twist it into papier-mâché and plastic and cartoons and deflating politeness and robothood and automatic reflex and stimulus response. Everybody's a good neighbor in Pleasantville. Everybody wants to save the world. There is a new gloss over society, shiny oh so shiny. And And I think of the mask. It, it's it's crazy. it's it's sort of become the symbol of chivalry or I think of my neighbor or my my I think of love or I'm thinking of my fellow human being. And then if you don't wear the mask, you're the degenerate. You don't care about anybody. And now, and I think to myself, people are taking selfies right now wearing a mask because it makes them look like, they're virtuous or they think of fellow human beings. And I have a friend who sent me a, um, sent me a photo. They just bought one of those visors on Amazon and it's looked at as being heroic. And, and I'm sorry, but I can't help but think it's insane. And, and again, I'm a mask wearer. I used to wear masks on planes and I'm sure people thought before this COVID-19 thing, people probably thought I was crazy but I, it made me feel better. So I certainly, I'm not judging people for wearing masks, but then to go to the extremes of, of wearing the visors, being scared to be around one another, we have taken this on to a whole new level of fear, anxiety, and ridiculousness. And it's, it's the media's doing, it's Dr. Fauci's doing. I'll keep reading. This operation takes decades to perform. It involves constant messaging on television, in classrooms, especially in classrooms, in the workplace, in homes, in churches. And when the operation succeeds, guess what? The government can enlist untold numbers of people in self immolating programs on behalf of humanity. Of course, I'll go along with the masks and lockdowns, anything to serve a higher cause. A new identity has been glued to the individual. He is no longer just himself. He's been made better. Again, the trick is starting out with something genuine and then twisting it into an artificial shape and imposing it on the mind. Plotline, people were once strong, independent, resistant, and highly suspicious of all efforts to entrain them into cartoon versions of themselves. Anyway, John Rapaport. Follow him on Twitter. Uh, I, I don't know. I still don't know too much about him, but he's a great writer, and and I'm I'm intrigued by what he's saying. Doctor Fauci is is almost single handedly responsible for turning this country of ours into a bunch of timid little, like, rabbits running across the street, worried they're going to get hit by a car. But I am going to play this clip of Dr. Fauci and Jim Jordan, Rep, uh, Republican Jim Jordan from Ohio. And and let's, let's, I'll be honest here, Jim Jordan, he definitely comes across as sort of being a, a little short-sighted. It's clear that he was trying to get a response or or prove a point. But I, I I think he's on to something. And I think we are remiss to think and naive to think that Dr. Fauci isn't almost fully responsible for ruining America. I don't know psychologically how we can recover. So let me play this clip, Dr. Fauci talking to Jim Jordan, and then I'll share some thoughts. And then I'll let you go. And then I'll probably record another podcast tomorrow because, again, lots of, lots of things going on. Dr.
1: Fauci, do protests increase the spread of the
2: virus? Do protests increase the spread of the virus?
1: Uh, I think I can make a general statement. Well, half a million protesters on June 6th alone. Yeah. I'm just asking, that number of no. people, does yeah. it increase the spread of the virus?
2: Crowding together, particularly when you're not wearing a mask, contributes to the spread of the virus. Should we limit the protesting? I, I'm not sure what you mean, should, how do we say
1: limit the protesting? Should the government w- limit the protesting? I, I I don't think that's relevant to... Well, to, you just said if it increases the spread of the virus, I'm just asking, should we limit it?
2: Well, I'm I'm not in a position to determine what the government can do in a forceful way.
0: Well, you make Hold on, I have to interrupt there. You know, you may comment. <laughs> I mean, I have to interrupt there. I love that he says he's not in a position to make a recommendation. And I'm thinking to myself, this little weasel for the last three months has been making recommendations. But when it comes to this political charged protesting that's happening around around the country, he's not going to say anything. It's, it's all political. It's all pharmaceutical related. It's all about billions of dollars. Do you see what's going on? I mean, do you see the hypocrisy? I think the reason why— Let me keep playing more of the clip, and then I'll talk. The
1: recommendations. you, no. you make made comments on dating, on baseball, and everything no. you can imagine. I'm just asking you. You just said it, yeah. that protests increase the spread. Yeah. I'm just asking you, should we try to limit the protests? No,
2: I think I would leave that to people who have more of an, a, a
1: position to do that. I huh. can tell you— Government that... stopping people from going to church, Dr. Fauci? Uh, yeah. Last week in the Calvary Chapel case, five liberals on the Supreme Court said it was okay for Nevada— <laughs> To limit church services. Governor, I, I mean, Justice Gorsuch said it best. He said, there's no, there's no world in which the Constitution permits Nevada to favor Caesar's palace over Calvary Chapel. I'm just asking, is there a world where the Constitution says you can favor one First Amendment liberty protesting right. over another practicing your faith?
2: I'm not favoring anybody over anybody. I'm just making a statement that's a broad statement that avoid crowds of any type, no matter where you are because that leads to the acquisition and transmission. And I don't judge one crowd versus another crowd. When you're in a crowd, particularly if you're not wearing a mask,
1: that induces it's a, the it's spread. A simple, it's a simple question, doctor. Should we limit the protest? Government is obviously yeah. lim- limiting people yeah. going to church. Tr- and, and look... I'm there's not been gonna... no there's been no violence that I, I yeah. can see a church. I haven't seen people yeah. during a church service go out and, and harm police officers right. or burn buildings. But we know that. I mean, for 63 days, nine weeks, it's been happening in Portland. Right. Yeah. Well, one night in Chicago, 49 officers were injured, but no limit to no limit to protests. But boy, you can't go to church on Sunday.
2: What was the, uh, I don't know how many times I can answer that. I'm not going to opine on limiting anything.
1: I'm just going to tell you... You've opined op- on a lot of things, Dr. Fauci. Yeah, but I've never this said... This is something that directly impacts the spread of the virus, yeah. and I'm asking your 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 position on the protest. Yeah, I'm. well,
2: I'm not going to opine on limiting anything. I'm telling you what it is, the danger. And you can make your own...
0: And <laughs> this is so great. The idea that he won't give an opinion on this. And the problem is, is that if I posted this video on Facebook, I would get so much, I, I would be taunted, I'd be called uh, conservative, Republican, um, I'd be called a Trump lover, because any to anybody out there that criticizes Dr. Fauci, immediately the world just goes, oh, you must support Trump. That, that is the world, the, the dumbed down world that we now live in. And it's, it's all because of Facebook, It's because of the media. Think about this idea back to my original example with Anderson Cooper, and then I'll let you go. Instead of having a dialogue about what these doctors are finding about hydroxychloroquine, no, we're just instead we're going to smear somebody. Like, like, think about that. CNN Anderson Cooper has been—it's like he's—he's turned into a high schooler. Instead of having an intelligent dialogue about what the world can do to get better. And stop this, this, this virus if it's as bad as everybody's saying it is. Instead of having that discussion, let's smear somebody and ignore the other nine doctors that um, didn't do something a bit peculiar on YouTube on some sermon you know, 10 years ago. It even makes me think of like Kevin Hart. He wasn't able to host the Academy Awards because of some homophobic tweet that he tweeted out like 10, 15 years ago. And he's a comedian. It's it's insane to me. And to think, Facebook doesn't want any of these discussions to be had. Facebook just wants you to, to waste time... You know, yelling, complaining, and I, I don't know, having some weird pseudo conversation that's not going to amount to anything. And it's it sort of before I let you go. This makes me realize really how minuscule we are, or I'll just speak for me how how minuscule I am. I mean, there are billionaires out there right now that I just I know are controlling this whole narrative. They are just playing with people like we're puppets. It's almost like it's just a little experiment to see how scared we can get people to become. Because with fear, you can get anybody, you can get anyone to do just about anything. And so now we have people fighting over masks. I just read an article or story in Staples or at Staples um, a woman was shoved to the ground and broke her leg because apparently she wasn't wearing a mask and somebody got upset. I mean, the problem with me even reporting that story is we don't really know if words were exchanged or what happened. The problem is, though, is that the world has been dumbed down to, oh, well, she wasn't wearing a mask. She was shoved. She broke a leg. and It was because she wasn't wearing a mask. But that's, that's the world we live in. Every day, there are countless examples of People not communicating, thinking, being brainwashed by some ridiculousness that they see on Facebook, and then people are wasting time, spending hours upon hours talking about nothing. I've got some other stories. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll get to the NBA and Spotify in my next podcast, but I, I do think. And maybe we're in no control. We just have to sit back and just let, it, just let it happen. But then I was talking to my sister-in-law and her daughter now is like 15 or 16 and she's going to be doing virtual schooling now. I think to myself, imagine you have a three or four or five-year-old and over the next like three to five years, they're just going to be doing virtual schooling. No face-to-face, they're going to be home, no relationship building. No hugs, no sense of depth. I'm, I'm telling you, this is potentially going to ruin America for the next 20, 30, 40 years, at least. And then when I read about other countries that are sort of coming back to normal, and then here we are just fumbling around, and I I, I think it's got to be the media, the election, pharmaceutical companies doing—I mean, it's, it's amazing— What China has really started here it's like China started it and then we took it from there so I hope you're doing well I hope you're staying healthy I hope this podcast is reminding you the the value of staying off of social media being with friends doing something every day to be creative read stay off of your phone as much as you can meditate exercise every day There's a lot of good. Don't be scared of this virus like the media wants you to be. I mean, look, you can live your life how you want to. But I say to myself, I mean, it's my life here. I still, I have to be happy. I still have to enjoy myself. We all have to enjoy ourselves. And the world just wants us to put on a mask and stay home. And, And that's, life is too short to live that way. So if you dig the show, if you enjoy the show, if you found it inspirational, if you found it interesting... Head over to iTunes, give it a review, a five-star, share it with your friends. Head over to my website, iameddycone.com. I had a great conversation with Mike from Geographer last week. It went live a few days ago, and I spoke to the lead singer of Stevenson Ranch Davidians. That should go live next week. As always, thank you so much for listening, supporting, and being a part of the Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral podcast.